With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. The Jets simply cannot have nice things. Yes, it was a remarkable overtime win on Monday Night Football, but at what cost their season likely in shambles after just four plays. Welcome into the Lombardi line alongside former NFL general manager Michael Lombardi. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. No other place to start, Michael. Four-time MVP Aaron Rodgers uh, has what was certainly the Jets' worst fear after what happened last night. A torn left Achilles tendon, and he is done for the year. The Jets' savior, Michael, done for the season. Yeah, it's so tragic, right? I mean, and I've seen it. I wrote about it this morning. When I was a young kid, uh, you know, we only would get Eagle games in the area. And so sometimes I would go to Wilmington and watch the Washington game. And I saw in 1972, Sonny Jurgensen walk off the field kind of the same way in Yankee Stadium and tore his Achilles. And then when I was working for the Browns, the great Dan Marino right in front of me, you know, he reached down to his left to his leg. And he walks off the field with an Achilles. Now, the tale of both those stories are Marino was 33 years old. He played six more years. Jurgensen was 38 when he had it. Medicine was way different. He really didn't come back and play very much. He started eight games after that, and his career was kind of over. This is hard. 39 years old will be 40. It's going to be a challenge. But look, all that being said, right, all that being said, it's, it's sad. We have to move forward. The Jets won a game with their defense. Mm -hmm. They won a game with their special teams. And you can win a lot of games in the NFL under that formula. You win two of the three phases. And so if you're Robert Sala, if you're Joe Douglas, it's time to quit talking about how sad we are. It's time to move forward, and it's time to figure out what Zach Wilson can do, what he can't do, and give him a chance to help and give him the best possible chance we can to have him be successful. And, you know, what makes me feel for the situation even more, like, obviously, there was so much hype this offseason and the hard knocks we got to see behind the scenes of things, how rejuvenated Rodgers really felt and the fan base being rejuvenated for the opportunity Mm -hmm. that they had this year, not only to maybe end the playoff drought, but to be a contender for a Super Bowl this year. But Zach Wilson, to have the opportunity to learn behind Aaron Rodgers and maybe develop behind him over the last two years, change who he was as a player on the field and off because we know that there were a lot of issues from that standpoint last season as well. (laughs) That, like, I don't think he's a different guy yet. I'm sure he's matured a little bit, and Robert Sala said yesterday in his post-game press conference that he's going to be the guy for now. You have to imagine, though, the phones are, like, 
up and dialing as much as humanly possible right now to see what kind of veteran that they can get in there in the near future. But I don't think that he's in a place to be a starter in the NFL still. Yeah, you know, I saw it in his eyes. I didn't think so either, Stormy. It's funny you say that. I, I saw a guy that was like, oh, really, this is going to, I have to do this now? I saw a guy that wasn't like really ready to go, I, I, you know, and I don't think anybody in that building thinks he's ready to go, but they're going to have to. There's no savior out there. Yeah. Like, who are you going to call? You're going to call Colt McCoy? You're going to call mean, Carson Rogers Wentz? Played four, you, <laughs> Rogers played four plays. He got hit twice last night. I didn't think he looked very good when he, those four plays, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, he tries to throw the play he tears his Achilles on. It's a three-step drop. Dwayne Brown cut the guy, and then, you know, and he didn't throw the ball. So there's they have no recourse but to go with this guy. But I'm kind of agreeing with you. I saw deer in the headlights look. I saw, like, really, I got to do this? I was hoping, I was happy to hold the clipboard. I don't want any pressure on me, you know, and, and there is going to be pressure. And how much does Salah believe in him? How much does his teammates look? If you they keep talking about bringing somebody else in, it devalues what they think about for Zach Wilson. And let me share a story with you. When when Brady went down, the next day the Patriots were scheduled to work out two quarterbacks. Christopher Sims was one of them. They sent both of them home that moment because Belichick wanted the team to believe in Castle. Mm -hmm. He didn't want any doubt about it. So if he would have worked out somebody, they would have had a little bit of doubt. And I think he wanted to remove that. The Jets have to take the same approach. He's our guy. We've got to go with him. I didn't get that sense from Salah. I got a sense of depression from him. Naturally, mm -hmm. you're going to be, but life. the NFL, you have no time to feel sorry for yourself. Zero time. Well, and this is... For the Jets, like obviously they wanted to make things work with Zach Wilson and give him the opportunity behind Rodgers because they drafted him as high as they did. But Mike White probably would have been the better option as a backup quarterback, you would imagine, at this point. But they wanted to give that opportunity for him to grow and see if he could still become the guy that they drafted him inevitably to be. But what we're talking about here, like, and what we saw and heard from Robert Sala and saw in his eyes last night, it, it doesn't seem like he's the guy. So... Like, I don't know if you necessarily have that belief in the locker room in this guy, so you might as well try to move like, on, in my opinion. I think you're going to be better off trying to grab somebody that can give you a chance to win. I'm not sure Zach Wilson can do that. And the odds are certainly reflecting the difference and the, the removal of Aaron Rodgers to Zach Wilson in this spot. Their Super Bowl odds, Michael, have gone from 16 to 1 to as high as 65 to 1 out there. 60 to 1 on DraftKings right now. They're 16th on the odds board. The Packers, the the Falcons have better odds to win a Super Bowl than those two teams in the AFC. They go from 11 to 1 to 30 to 1. MVP odds, I mean, he's doesn't matter anymore, but that's shortened the odds for some other players because Rodgers is no longer in, in the, the wheelhouse for it. It is wild to see the drop-off. It really is, but, but look, uh, I mean, the reality of it is, is we are a quarterback league, and yeah. when you went down to the next guy... They, they know what Zach Wilson is. I think last night can be somewhat misleading, and he didn't play well either. So whenever a guy takes over, for example, that Scott Mitchell example I was giving you, Mitchell comes on the field, I'm up on the roof in old Cleveland Stadium, and I'm just, oh my God, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. I can't believe Dan Marino got hurt. I feel bad, but I feel good for me. The next pass Scott Mitchell throws uh, uh, 
uh, Isaiah Mustafa, a former corner from the Vikings. Reggie Rutland was his original name. He played at Georgia Tech, played corner for us, was tremendous. Picks the ball off, goes 98 yards, we score a touchdown. Okay, here we go. We got this game. We lost. We lost the game because there was a sense of, okay, there was a letdown of our team because Danny wasn't in the game. Mm Mm-hmm. That comes naturally, and that's what kind of, I think, happened last night with Buffalo. They lost their edge a little bit. They were prepared for Rodgers, and I think they they got relief. But now Dan Quinn sits in his office in Dallas. He's got Wilson. He knows Wilson's the guy. He sees that offensive line, and now he's got to process, okay, what do I do to take away this run game? What do I do to take away what happens? Last night, B- Bryce Hall only faced an eight-man box on 20 plays. Mm-hmm. Very light. Because that's not typically what they would do when Rodgers played in. They're not going to get an eight-man front. Those days of not being in an eight-man front for the Jets' opponent are over with. They're all eight-man fronts from this point forward. right? Because they're going to stop the run first. And the game changes now. Everybody thinks the advantage goes to the team that knocked the quarterback out or the quarterback got hurt. No, the advantage goes to the team that can kind of improvise on its own because the other team's kind of let down a little bit. And the Buffalo Bills, meanwhile, just shot themselves in the foot time after time last night. Uh, I I wondered if the Jets won that game as much as the Bills just lost it because Josh Allen, three interceptions, uh, a fumble lost as well. All three of those picks, by the way, uh, grabbed by Whitehead, which was just incredible in itself. Did he not see, Did he not know Whitehead was on their team? <laughs> it's his favorite target last night, Michael. But, hey, listen to Josh Allen post game because he said pretty clearly he knows the reason for the loss as well. Yeah, trying to force the ball. Um <sighs> Yeah, same shit. same place, different day. Yeah, I mean, I can't. I, I hurt our team tonight. I cost our team tonight. And it feels really similar to last year, and I hate that it's the same. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. And I wrote about it this morning, Stormy. I felt like, I felt like he was trying. He tries, and this is what's been going on for him. He's been trying too, too often to become the savior, right? Mm-hmm. To become the the guy that has to do everything. And I've said this repeatedly in the offseason. I think they need more power in their offense. They need more diversity in their offense. They can't – everything is – the play breaks down. Okay, Josh, go make a play. And I, I don't get a sense of rhythm with their game. I don't get a sense of, okay, they got great timing. You know, they're always trying to get the ball to Diggs because he wants the ball. You know, and, and 13 so, targets, 10 I, I mean, catches, no beef last night, Michael, for them. I know, but they didn't. But but the most important thing is the column, the win column. Like the win column matters more than everything. It's like I complained to all these coaches out there. You know, I get texts from coaches. You know, did you see what our defense did? You lost. You didn't win the game. <laughs> I don't care what your defense. I don't want you to start talking to me about how great you know you play defense. Like you lost. It's it's horrible. And so they've got to come. They got to figure this out. I don't think they've been effective offensively. In the last, I w- you know, now they're going to get points against B- uh, Pittsburgh. They had that blowout. But when they make those big chunk plays down the field, I mean, think about the last game they played the Patriots. It took two kickoff returns to win that game. Michael, how big of a difference do you think that it is because of the lack of having Brian Dable on the staff? I feel like he was somebody that really was able to mold Josh Allen in a way that was successful for him. And since he's been with the Giants, Josh Allen has been as turnover prone as ever. And like you said, trying to play savior. 
Yeah, I don't know if he trusts anybody, and I think he the burden of winning. I think he wants to rush the game. That's the sense I get watching him last night. He wants to rush the game. I want to win this right now. I want to win it right now. Let the game come to you. You make enough plays. Plus, as Peyton said, I thought Peyton was right. He's so big, he's fearless in getting tackled. I'm telling you, this morning, Stormy, he's sore. He got yeah. he got hit last night a lot. He will not make it through the year getting hit. The other guy who won't make it through the year either is the next Jet quarterback because if they don't protect yeah. him better, that guy won't make it either. Yeah, our biggest concern for the Jets coming into the game was their offensive line, and they showed us pretty clearly why from that standpoint. But as for Buffalo, you're exactly right. Josh Allen told us in the offseason that he was going to try to take fewer hits, and, and here he is playing with with reckless abandon right out the game right out the gates here. We have more thoughts still on on Monday night football to get into and odds impact moving forward as well as some big news. Chris Jones finally got a deal, but what kind of deal is it really? This is the Lombardi line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Make this football season your best ever by becoming a VSN Pro subscriber. You get full access to everything we do, including our daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VSN expert has the hot hand, betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game, plus betting systems, premium analysis, and 24/7 video access. Sign up for a VEASAN annual subscription. You'll also get a free copy of Michael Lombardi's new book, Football Done Right. Just use the promo code Lombardi when you sign up. And if you'd also like an autographed copy of the book, email us at subscribe at vcin.com. This is a limited offer, so go sign up today at vcin.com slash subscribe. Also on vcin.com right now, Michael's latest article, breaking down Monday Night Football, the Jets and Bills moving forward after that opening primetime game. On the show today, Still to come, we'll have a nice edition of No Way or No Doubt. VEASAN's own Will Hill will join us, give out some college football and NFL plays and more college football with Aaron Moore later on. So a little bit heavier on the college football action there in hour two. But we'll continue with our Monday night football talk here, Michael, as we welcome the folks back because that was primarily focused on the Aaron Rodgers, Zach Wilson, and Josh Allen of it all. But a lot more transpired in that football game last night. The Jets end up winning, cash in those money line tickets and plus two spread bets 22 to 16 in overtime compliments of a Xavier Gibson punt return touchdown and what a cool story it was for that young man Uh, we saw a lot of it in hard knocks an undrafted free agent rookie out of Stephen F. Austin his NFL debut he goes out and wins it like that a really really cool moment there at the end yeah, I mean, you're a Jet fan, and that ball hits the post and goes in on the on the <laughs> yeah. field goal. You're like, oh, we're doomed, right? You know, we're doomed. And they defense steps up and goes three and out. And look, I, I'm anti kicking the ball down the middle. The Jets lost the game to the Patriots at the end of the game when they kicked the ball down the middle to Marcus Jones. Remember that game last year? And he took it back to the house, and it was a walk off game. So. Look, the, the Jets are going to have to, if you're Joe Douglas, you're going to have to sit there with the special teams coach, the defense coordinator, and, the, and say, look, we gotta, we got to really improve these two areas to offset where what we lack offensively. But at the end of the day, for the Jets, that offensive line is going to continue to yep. be a problem. It's going to continue to be, I mean, Rodgers got hit twice in four plays. Like, it's going to continue to be a problem. Dwayne Brown's going to be a problem. The left guard's going to be a problem. The right guard's going to be a problem. Uh, not, no, the center, not the right guard. The right guard's their best player. I don't know. I've got to watch the tape today, see how Beckton played. But for me, that's the issue, right? So, 
we move forward, but they're going to have to win in other phases. And they went from being now, I mean, how many times are they on national TV, Stormy? Plenty. Plenty. We're, we're going to get a Zach lot. Zach Wilson show. I mean, when do they start flexing out the Jets? That's I was going to say, how do you think that Joe Buck and Troy Aikman felt last night when play number four, they're like, oh, okay, all right. Uh, this is what we're getting on primetime. Hey, were you, were you amazed by all the, the, the doctor, the Twitter doctors we have? I, I just come to expect it now. Instantly. Yeah, Instant it's analysis. Remarkable. Although and this time accurate. they were I'm right. Not saying yeah, they not. were right. <laughs> this time I everybody mean, had it. I, yeah, like I mean, I feel bad for Lisa Salter. She's trying to get the information. Meanwhile, we got Twitter doctor, we got consultations. We're driving over to the Mayo Clinic to get everybody's opinion here, and she's poor there trying to get some information. Uh-huh. Yeah, poor Lisa. She's telling us everything that we saw on camera and just saying that we'll get an update when we get an update. That was that was tough. Yeah. That was a How tough about look. when they said the x-ray was negative? Like, okay, great. But then all of a sudden Twitter went exploded. X-rays are meaningless in this mm-hmm. case, right? So it's mm-hmm. like... Yep. And uh, and for the Jets, uh, Michael, we talked at the, the end of the show last night about some of the props that I had in pocket. And I knew instantly when oh, Aaron Rodgers went down that my Garrett Wilson stuff was out the window. I did end up still getting the anytime touchdown plus 160, with uh, which was a miracle catch, by the way. What a talent that guy is. What unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable catch. You know, one-handed, bouncing around. I mean, look. This is what it's going to take. Everybody has to raise their level of play for the Jets to to continue. But I, I also I tweeted this out today, this morning. You know, sometimes, and I know Jet fans don't want to hear this, but the Rodgers trade is complete now. Correct. They, they're only going to have to send their second round pick. So if it bottoms out, if Zach Wilson and they have, and what happens to happens to them, what happened last year, is they end up they end up with a, a high pick. This is how your team. Got Nick Bosa. I mean, they they earn Nick Bosa because Garoppolo gets hurt in three, week three, and they win four games the rest of the year. And so they end up with a second pick in the draft. And, you know, it, it was a tough season to get through, but between C.J. Beathard and between Nick Mullins, it didn't work. Yeah, for anybody who doesn't remember, part of the terms of that trade with Green Bay was that Aaron Rodgers needed to play, what was it, 65-70% of the snaps this year in order for the Jets to give up that first-round pick. So, as Michael said, they get that. could be You never know if that could be the next star for your team moving forward. And where things sit right now, we know that defense is going to be next level. So, how far can the defense carry them? And at quarterback, it's like, I don't want to dwell on the Zach Wilson of it all, but all you need is a guy who's not going to mess it up for you, really, because you have so many weapons around. If you have a guy that maybe can be a little bit mobile because the offensive line we know is problematic, but can be a little bit mobile, get himself out of trouble, and just not turn the ball over, the success that this team could have, it just, ugh, it really frustrates me. But um, And their schedule, Michael, it doesn't get any easier. At Dallas this coming week, New England, Kansas City, uh, at the Broncos, who we're still not quite sure what they are, and then the Philadelphia Eagles. Like Their, their start to this year yep. is really tough. Every game on their schedule is tough, yeah. and they can't afford any injuries. And, you know, look, their defense is good. Uh, is their defense great? I think their defense is really good. Is it the Ravens' defense? I mean, all they need is Trent Dilfer. I, I don't, I don't see that. I mean, remember the Ravens when they won that offensive line was really good. People forget that that line was good. Had Jonathan Ogden. They had some good players in that line. This line is going to be a problem, and because of the age of some of the guys, I mean, they're counting on Dwayne Brown. When he goes down, what's it going to look like? Mm. Tomlinson at left guard. You know what's that? And so. This becomes a real issue. But look, 
put it behind them. They got it. They got to figure out a way to solve the problem. And the only way to solve the problem is with Zach Wilson. And like you said, he did not have that look of a guy that was wanting to solve the problem. No, he did not. And once again, uh, the Jets Super Bowl odds shifted from 16 to 1 to 60 to 1. Adjusted win total from 9.5 to 8.5. Juice minus 150 to the under. And now they are the longest shot, 6 to 1. Um, or, or Yeah, 6 to 1 in the division where things sit right now. Uh, let's push it forward to another contender that struggled opening week, uh, Thursday night football, Kansas City. Chris Jones agreed to a restructured incentive-based one-year deal, Michael, to return to the Chiefs worth up to $25 million, but his base salary will remain the same. This deal also does not include a no-franchise tag clause. So this is not the, the yeah. Aaron Donald, Nick Bosa long-term extension he was holding out for. It- yes. It's not $25 million. You know, first of all, he lost over a million dollars in week one. His loss yeah, hasn't fines he lost up two, to like $3 million almost? He, he lost fines were $2.1 million. So, you know, what they gave him a chance was they gave him a chance on playtime to earn $2 million back. And then if he gets 10 sacks, he, you know, he's going to earn another million too, which was in his old contract. If he gets 15 sacks, he'll get another half a million. And then he's got to be able to, to make All-Pro and Super Bowl. And then if he's Defensive Player of the Year and they win the Super Bowl, he has to play a certain level. And, you know, we'll see if that happens. I mean, his base salary went down to 18.3 now because there's only 17, 16 games left. So it has the potential to earn $23 million. I mean, this was a bad holdout for him. I mean, yeah. the, the media is going to spin it another way. But it was a ridiculous holdout. He could have accomplished all this and kept $3 million. Michael, that's what I'm kind of thinking here is he made all these brash statements that he'd be willing to hold out until week eight, da-da-da-da-da, he's going to do all these things. And then he takes this deal that seems like a win for the Chiefs and and for fans, obviously, that want to back the Chiefs, but Uh, like not for Chris Jones. Could could you imagine if I went home and told Millie I'm going to hold out and we're making a million dollars a game? I mean, like, you think, I, I, I mean... That would have not gone over too well in my house. I don't know how the hell it was going over well in his house. I mean, how do you walk away from a million? How do you accumulate two point one million of fines and you know and you know you can't they can't rescind them? Yeah. Right. So they put they put they put clauses in the contract to offset it. Right. They're likely to be earned contracts because remember his sal- they were holding a cap number of. Uh, of a uh, paragraph five of 19.5. Mm. So when it went down to 18.3, they still can hold that cap number. They're giving them a chance to earn this back with playtime, which counts likely to be earned. But say he doesn't play 30%. He loses everything. Yeah. Say he, say he gets injured. I mean, it's, it, it ended up being, again, these are not smart holdouts. I don't know who's advising these guys. The whole collective bargaining agreement was built to not have holdouts. That's why the clause in these contracts, you can't rescind, the, you can't rescind it. And, and, Michael, we all expect Jones to be on the field this Sunday against the Jaguars, but how effective do you think he'll be? Well, I mean, you know, we saw Josh Jacobs. I thought he looked a little rusty. I think some guys that haven't played a lot, there's there's some rust you got to wear off. I think Jacobs got better as that game went on. The last drive of that game for the Raiders, he made two really good runs, but early in the game he missed his reads, had a chance to walk in touchdown early in the game uh, that he missed. So, you know, it takes some time, Stormy. You're, you're rusty. Let's face it. you got to wear the rust off. 
The Chiefs are a three-point favorite in Jacksonville for that game, total 51. Uh, Chiefs Super Bowl odds also, by the way, 7-1 tied with the Eagles, but have been supplanted as the Super Bowl favorite by yes, San Francisco 49ers. We'll be right back here on the Lombardi Line. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get rewarded before you ever place a bet with the G-Bank Visa Signature Card. Unlike other cards that decline sports betting transactions or treat them as a cash advance, the G-Bank Visa Signature Card can load directly to your favorite sportsbook apps. You'll earn a 1% cash rewards on gaming and sports app loads every time and 2% on other purchases. G-Bank Visa, a card designed for gaming and sports fans everywhere and works with apps like DraftKings, BetMGM, and Caesars. To learn more, go to g.bank slash vsin. That's g.bank slash v-s-i-n. Disagree with these takes? No way. Uh-uh, no way. Or do you approve? Oh, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt my mind. No diggity, no doubt. It's time to ask Michael Lombardi, no way or no doubt. All right, Michael, let's get into it. See if you agree or it. disagree with some of these thoughts. Starting with Aaron Rodgers, who, of course, suffers a torn Achilles on Monday Night Football. He is done for the season at 39 years old. Expected that he will be turning 40 this season. Some early questions about whether or not he may try to come back next season. No way or no doubt, Rodgers has a different motivation in New York. He will work to recover quickly and play next season. Well, I think he definitely will. The competitor in him, whether it's New York or anywhere, I think he realizes that, you know, he owes it to the Jets. He was happy. And, look, the rehab's going to be tenuous, and it's mm. going to be hard, and it's going to be difficult. But what we've learned in life is if we don't have goals, we tend to not have the same motivation. And so the goal of returning has to be there for him to get better, even if he can't return. So I, I think, to me, this is clearly, I think he'll come back, he'll try. Now, can he? Will he be effective? I don't know. Stormy, the four plays I saw, I didn't think he was moving that well. It, it just didn't look good to me, but it was early, right? Maybe, you know, you got to yeah. get your bones moving a little bit. But I do think he'll give it everything he has to try to come back and play next season. Yeah, to your point, Michael, I mean, I'm, I'm 30 years old, and I know my body doesn't recover the same way, let alone yeah. being even farther <laughs> down the line there for Aaron yeah. Rodgers. But the, the question is certainly warranted, but I do think that, that the competitor in him, despite the question marks that he had last offseason about whether or not he wanted to return to the game at all, I think he found what he was looking for, and he'll be back. How about the Bills? Let's go to the other side of the coin on Monday Night Football last night. The Bills should consider moving on from Josh Allen sooner rather than later. No way or no doubt. Oh, come on. No way. <laughs> you know, Josh Allen's about three more offensive coordinators away from being the cause of the problem, and he's not the cause of the problem. They've got to, they've got to figure it out. Again, I'll say this repeatedly as long as I continue. Quarterbacks are like baseball stadiums. If you don't build the offense around what he does well, then you're not you're not going to highlight his skill strength. And I think ultimately they they need to be a six back run team, but they don't want to risk him getting injured and they're kind of betwixt and between because he's really not a rhythm thrower. Mm-hmm. He's not a one, two, three, four, five, bang it out. He's not a rhythm thrower. He's you know, he's a loose play, RPO type guy. They haven't figured it out perfectly yet, and I don't think they have enough tr- he has enough trust in the other guys. Plus this line isn't good enough. I mean, he got hit a bunch last night. Now, I know the Jets have a good front, but he got hit a bunch. 
The reason this take, of course, making the rounds after the four turnovers last night, he has 84 since 2018, the most by a quarterback in the National Football League. And since week one of last season, he's averaging two turnovers per game. Let's go to Jimmy G with the Raiders. Jimmy G. Because all he Jimmy does G's is big win. Jimmy in my house. I can tell you that. There's a long line of the women in my house and the Berman household, too, next that want to just, just hang out with Jimmy G. It's incredible. Michael, I mean, it's unbelievable. Even my dad says... You can't deny a good-looking man, and I think oh, that it's, a handsome devil. Yeah. it's safe to say that's true about Jimmy G. But let's talk about his on-field performance because all he does is win, 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 no matter what, Michael, and he gets his debut win with the Raiders. 3-1 to one for the Raiders to make the playoffs. No way or no doubt he can lead the way. Well, I don't think it's a no way. I think there's no doubt he can lead the way. Now, they're going to need the help on the defense. they got to continue to get better. But they're an improved team. They played better defensively last week. You know, the, Russell Wilson had 37 completions for 177, 37 attempts for 177 yards. They tackled poorly in the first half. A lot of the the opportunities that the, the Broncos were able to come, I mean, they, had to, they, they turned the ball over, but Marcus Peters got called for holding. They stopped them on downs, and then they gave up a, 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 a roughing the passer, which gave them another field goal. So I think the Raiders are improved. I think they're going to get better in the run game, and I think the team likes this guy. I mean, the, Jimmy G, even when he threw the pick, you could just sense mm-hmm. the team didn't. There's a, there's a camaraderie and a toughness that you need to get from your quarterback, and he brings that to the table. Are they talented? I think they're good on offense. They'll need Jacoby Myers this week back playing if he can because he's in concussion protocol. However, that being said, I think they're a draft away from being a really legitimate team in the AFC West, assuming that Garoppolo stays healthy too. Still the longest shot in the division at 9-1 to right now, but don't look now. The only team in the AFC West with a win week one. Uh, how about Tua Tungavailoa? Michael, you look at the odds board after what was a tremendous opening week win against the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, he is now co-favorites with Patrick Mahomes, 7-1 to for this year's MVP. No way or no doubt those odds are deserved. He should be a co-favorite. Well, I don't think they're deserved. There's no way they are. I don't know how Tyreek Hill isn't having those odds because you take Tyreek off that field, just take him off. As Al Davis would say, put him on our team. Just put him on our team. Let me see what that looks like. You know, like, I, I, I've watched this game twice already, and I'm going to watch it a third time. Look, you know, two had a chance for a touch. He underthrew some passes. He plays well. He's got great accuracy. I'm not going to deny that. His arm strength is marginal. But these receivers are wide. I mean, for some reason, your man Staley decided to not double-team Hill. He's running sm- wide through there. It was remarkable. And Don't call him my man. <laughs> Well, who else I'm not I on the Brandon Staley bandwagon. Femi's, I'll give him I don't know the Femi. Why not? We'll from. just throw him the Femi. Was Twitter? I didn't even notice. Was Twitter Femi out last night? I don't even know if he came out Twitter last Femi's night. Twitter Femi's never anyway, gone. No, he's always there for us. Uh, I, I just think to me, uh, Tua does a great job throwing the ball on time and in rhythm. They really do. But if you don't rush him, like when you watch that tape, if you don't rush him inside and he can step up and throw it, it's 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 a lot easier for him. But he'll. To me, that offense yeah. is the way they are because of one guy, the Cheetah. And no one can cover him. No one in New England can cover him. No one around the league can cover him unless you double him. Hey, he said maybe I'm not Randy a Cheetah. Moss. I'm a lion. But to he your, is a lion. To your he, point about the MVP odds, 
obviously we know it's no wide receiver has done that. He's a 50 to one shot in the MVP board, but offensive player of the year, your new favorite at eight to one, uh, 215 receiving yards that first day. He's also eight to one to lead the league in receiving yards. Uh, sorry, was eight to one to lead the league in receiving yards. Now two to one was 11 to one for receiving touchdowns. Now nine to one saw every single one of those numbers go down after the week one win. Baker Mayfield, Michael, no way or no doubt should have shorter odds to win comeback player of the year, a 40 to one shot in his squad one week one. No way. I mean, if you watch the game, uh, I think Minnesota was more of the reason they lost than Baker was the reason they won. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful to Baker, but you know, I think they, they did the things they had to do in terms of what they were able. I mean, they gave up 270 yards at, at halftime uh, in passing at the half to uh, to Kirk Cousins. And then, you know, it kind of fell apart. And Baker, you know, I mean, he didn't have a lot of time to throw. I think he was averaged 2.47 seconds in the pocket, which was one of the lowest times in terms of protection. But then when you look at it, you know, yards per attempt on the throw – he was at 4.3, which was actually fairly decent compared to most of the other guys playing that week. I mean, when you look at Daniel Jones at 2.2, Burrow was at 2.1. So, you know, but I, I don't see this changing. The receivers help him tremendously, but it's still Baker. I think too many, the first pass of his, the first pass of his career as a Viking got tipped to the line of scrimmage. In the comeback player of the year market, I mentioned him at 40-1. to 1. DeMar Hamlin, having not played on Monday Night Football, did make those odds shorten a little bit. Still an odds-on $2 favorite to win comeback player of the year, but significantly shorter than we saw. Tua actually sitting there 7-1. to 1. I kind of like Calvin Ridley, 10-1. to 1. He showed up and showed out to start things off and probably going to continue to build on that. One more in the last 60 seconds. Anthony Richardson, rookie quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. He proved himself to be the best rookie out the gate in this class. He's 5-1 to one to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Shortest odds for any of those young quarterbacks. You know, he had a, a I mean, he 64% completion for him in the game, right? And that was well above what he was in preseason. He was at 44, mm -hmm. and in college he was at 54. I thought they did a great job with him. The problem these teams have with rookie quarterbacks is the last 10 minutes of the game. They run out of offense. It's hard for them to kind of keep running the same plays because the defense is in tuned to those last 10 minutes. But I thought he played the best of all of them. Great stuff, Michael. That is today's edition of No Way or No Doubt. We had some hot takes on this Hot Take Tuesday. We'll see if we can get a couple more when our guy, VEASAN contributor Will Hill, at not the Will Hill on X, joins us in just a moment. He's got opinions. We know it. He always comes locked and loaded with him. He's got some bets in college football and the NFL as week two resumes this Thursday. Great stuff ahead. Don't go anywhere. This is the Lombardi Line on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Stick around. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.